0: This is Novel Marketing, the show for novelists who aren't necessarily fond of marketing, but still want to become best-selling authors.
1: Episode 114. I'm James L. Rubart, but please call me Jim. I'm Thomas Umstead, Jr. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the five different kinds of homepages that authors use and figure out which one is going to work best for you. So Thomas, we're telling people that not all home pages work for all authors that one size does not fit all is that what you're saying
0: that's right different authors need different things from their home pages and part of the reason this is the case is that your readers are different so not all authors have the same kind of readers and not all um, authors are in the same place in their career, so they don't have necessarily the same things to say. But ultimately, your homepage needs to satisfy your visitors' desires. So what do they desire when they come to your website? Why what are they What do there? they want? <laughs> right. Yeah. What are they looking for? And it needs to accomplish your goals as, a, as an author. So if you're trying to sell your book, you're going to have a different kind of homepage than if you're trying to build anticipation for your first book that's not out yet.
1: Okay. So let's go to the first homepage um, website. Uh, what would you call that, Thomas? So the first
0: kind of homepage is what I'll call a placeholder website. In fact, this homepage isn't just a homepage. It is the entire website. So if you're a novelist and you're writing your first book, you need to have a homepage. Uh, you need to have yourname.com or your name, your middle name, and your last name.com, whatever it is you're able to get. Reserve so you can start to build some authority, some reputation, some age on that domain. Google likes domains that have been around for a long time. And so you want to start that timer as soon as possible. And also you want to, something to be able to put on your business card, something to be able to give agents or if you're going indie, cover designers, just so that you exist, so that you're real. You're not real until you're really on Google. So uh, you need to have that website, but it doesn't need to be this big, complicated website with lots of pages. A single web page is fine. So for a placeholder website.
1: Well, I was just going to say that you mentioned uh, your business card. This is your business card. This is where agents and editors and potential readers are going to go to find you. They want to see that you exist. Until you exist with a homepage um, or just one page, people are not going to think you're serious. So that's why it's critical. That's right.
0: Your goal here with this kind of webpage is to start building your authority for Google and to start building your newsletter so that as people are stumbling across, you know, they hear about you're talking to somebody at a Christmas party, and you're like, oh, yeah, and you can find me at myname.com. They go there. They sign up for your newsletter. Starting to build that newsletter. It'll be slow at first, but that's fine. Slow is better than nothing, which is what a lot of authors have while they're working on their book. Um, and then you want it to look professional enough to imp- impress whoever it is that you need to impress. And the easiest way to do this is to just keep it simple. White background, big image, big some big buttons and a couple paragraphs. Don't try to go crazy. That is actually the easiest way to look professional.
1: The other thing you want to do here is you want to link to your social media where you're active on social media, because if somebody comes and sees, they might go, oh, I wonder what their presence like. And I'm thinking specifically of editors and agents here. They're going to say, oh, I wonder what their activity on Twitter is or Facebook or Instagram, Pinterest, whatever it is. You do want to have links on that page that go to your social media where you're active.
0: Uh, The next thing you want is a headshot and a bio. So just a one-paragraph bio is fine and a good headshot. You probably already have one. This doesn't have to be, like, back-of-the-book quality headshot. It's just a placeholder headshot. So preferably something with good lighting, not something awful, not something with somebody else in it, but a good headshot of yourself with some good lighting, just, again, as a placeholder until you're ready you know, a year from now or five years from now when your book comes out, you can update this. Remember, this is a temporary website. You're not committed to this homepage for the rest of your life.
1: The other thing you want to do is you want to have a MailChimp sign-up form or put more simply, you want to have a place where people can sign up for your newsletter so they can get updates on what's going on with you. Make that very simple, but there are people that are going to come and go, oh, well, I'd be interested when Thomas comes out with that novel. I'm going to sign up so that he can notify me. And the
0: reason why we're recommending MailChimp, again, you're not necessarily committed to MailChimp moving forward, but MailChimp is free up to 2,000 subscribers, so you can start to build your list without spending any money. Uh, another great tool uh, for your one page placeholder website is My Book Progress. So, My Book Progress will allow you to show the progress you're making on your book, but also the act of updating it, it keeps you score to see if you're going to hit your goal or not. So, it's doing the math. So, if you missed 500 words yesterday, but you did an extra 250 words the week before, and you know it adds up all of that, you put in your goal and it tells you what you need to be writing to hit your goal. It's very helpful, very motivational. And it integrates with MailChimp, so you can very easily build your newsletter uh, while you're staying on your deadline.
1: One thing I want to do, Thomas, is give a shout-out to my friend David Rawlings. I've been doing some consulting with David, and we worked on on taking his website and making it into really a dynamic website. And David actually does have multiple pages on it, but he's very active blogging. It makes sense for him. And one of the things I suggested to David, because he looks great on camera, he comes across really well – And he's from Australia, so he's got this cool Australian accent. I said, David, you you should put some videos on your site. Well, he came up with the idea of designing a video specifically for editors and agents. So you can go to his site, and you can click on that video, and it's just a very compelling video on why people should work, why agents and editors should work with him. And I guess the, the fun part of the story is, uh, since he did that, he did end up picking up an agent that he's working with now. So there are some creative things. If you're somebody that says, Oh, I want to do a little bit more. There are some things you can do. And David probably wouldn't mind if you stole that idea that you can do to make yourself stand out on that page. That's right. Play to
0: your strengths. And if you can easily put together a video, and this is one of those things I noticed is a real generational thing. Uh, Younger people often have no problems putting together a video very quickly. They know how to edit videos. And for them, that's very fun. Whereas an older person, they get terrified. They don't know how to turn on the webcam on their computer and record and edit (laughs) and upload the file. Like All of that seems like this huge project. And if that is intimidating for you, you don't need to have a video in order to be successful. All right. So the second website uh, that we would like to talk about, second kind of homepage, is the blog-focused homepage. And this is the most common with nonfiction authors. Uh, this is what I have. So if you go to thomasumstat.com, you're going to see that my homepage right now is just a blog It's <laughs> because that's all it is. Uh, I have a sidebar that talks about my book and I mention my book in other places, but the homepage is just blog posts. And if you blog regularly, if that's the main appeal of your website. uh, This may be the right approach for you. Uh, This is the kind of homepage that tends to bring in the most traffic if you're able to deliver the kind of content that people want to see and come and visit. Uh, And if you look at the highest trafficked author websites, very often they are blog focused. Um, If but Again, they're del- they're delivering well on the blog. We talked about last episode with Joanna Penn about some things that you can blog about. Uh, not every book lends itself to a blog, and not every author is blogging frequently enough where the entire homepage is just recent blog posts. So this may not be for you, but if it is, this is the one with the highest potential.
1: One of the things we want to ask you guys is for each of these, whichever one you fall into, is what is the action you want the person to coming to the website to take. So in your case, Thomas, your your personal website is more of a blog. What's the action you want them to take? Do you want them to sign up for your blog post? Do you want them to sign up for a newsletter? What action do you want them to take? So each blog post itself has a different
0: action. Uh, So one of the ways in in a blog-centric site, you have to think of each blog post in a sense is its own homepage because people typically aren't going to visit your actual homepage. They're going to go straight in from Google to an internal page. And this allows you to have different pages that call people to different actions. So one may call somebody to buy your book, one may call somebody to sign up for your newsletter. Um, one may, you know, call it take a survey. Like for instance, we want you to take our survey at novelmarketing.com. Please let us know <laughs> what you think of the show. If you think we're doing too many Episodes on websites, and you want us to talk about something else, let us know. Or if you want us to talk about websites more, let us know. Please go to NovelMarketing.com. We'll put that little plug in right here. So, um, blog focus can be useful, but it may not be for you. The third kind of website homepage is the bookstore focused uh, website or bookstore focused homepage. And this is ideal for somebody with a large backlist. If you have 10, 20, 30 books that you've written, uh, that can be overwhelming for new readers, especially if you only have a few uh, slots on your sidebar for your most recent books. If I've read your most recent books and I wanted to kind of explore what else you have, a bookstore-focused home uh, homepage could be quite useful. So you have your you know latest book there at the top, and then maybe you have your different series down below that, and. Um, It's lots and lots of book covers. So uh, My Book Table, which is another plugin that we've developed, makes this really easy. It's got this really cool grid view in My Book Table Pro where it has this beautiful grid of Book covers very similar to Amazon, but it's all controlled by you, and it's uh, you. Can, it's all focused on you. And, and again, if if you have lots of books on your website, you want to make sure you have Amazon affiliates set up. And we've done episodes on this in the past about how to make money twice from Amazon. Amazon will sell into you, you a commission, an affiliate commission, as a in addition to your royalty, if you have your homepage or configured correctly.
1: And again, what is the action you want them to take? Well, in this case, we would probably assume you want them to buy your books. If that is the case, then make it very clear on, the, on, the, on that page, buy now, buy it now, buy here now, so that again, going back to the marketing principle that if I shout it, the person listening hears a whisper, that it is not a bad thing to continually give them a very simple call to action. Click this button, buy now. That's right.
0: The fourth kind of website is the multimedia-focused website. Uh, This is ideal for somebody who's building their platform on YouTube. So maybe it's a YouTube focus where you have your most recent YouTube video there at the top or a podcast-focused website. So maybe Novel Marketing, this is what we have. You can go to (laughs) novelmarketing.com and see uh, what it looks like. And maybe while you're there, you can take our handy little survey um, and we have yeah, a survey, Thomas. Yeah, we have a survey. We want to hear from Ooh. you. All. Please oh, let us easy? know what is you it, think of the is show. Is it easy? <laughs> it's is it easy? Very to take, easy. Thomas? That's okay. It's all so on just one minutes, page.
1: and you're done. Yeah. Okay, I like that.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, so the goal here uh, is you want them to encounter and interact with your multimedia. So you want them to watch your video. You want them to listen to your podcast. Uh, so whatever that multimedia experience is, a multimedia focused
1: homepage will feature that very prominently. Okay, the fifth. Um, homepage for authors is the kind of webpage that most small small businesses have. By this we mean it's typically a big header with with a striking image, a clear description of what they do, and then it's followed by usually three, maybe four columns underneath that that list the most common services that that business would provide. Now, this isn't necessarily great for novelists typically, but it can be good for authors whose business is supported by their book or authors that are very much in the speaking realm, or potentially there they offer other services along with being an offer that naturally tie into each other that 's right now brochure
0: home pages are what most authors end up getting because they get their web, if they uh, because this is what most of the templates are focused around because the money is not in making author websites the money is in making uh, business websites, so your typical template's going to have that big hero image and the three columns. Uh, there are ways of making brochure websites work. In fact, you can kind of do a lot of authors will do a hybrid between the brochure homepage and the bookstore homepage, where uh, like the the three you know sections Jim was talking about instead of them being like the three services you offer, you could have them be your three series, right? So here's my you know swords and sorcery series, here's my romance series, and here's my you know how to write books series or whatever. If you're writing in multiple genres, you can use a brochure homepage uh, to communicate that. The challenge with brochure websites in general is they tend to be, at least for businesses, a reflection of the politics of the company more than having a clear answer to the question Jim keeps asking, which is the what action do you want them to take? So a brochure homepage is often a symptom of a website that's not very clear in its goal. That said, authormedia.com, which is one of my websites, has a brochure-style homepage. Now, to be fair, at the very top, we have My Book Table. You know, the whole top of the website's dedicated to My Book Table. But as you scroll down, it starts to introduce you to the rest of what we offer. Uh, So a brochure website can work, uh, and it may be your very next step, but uh, after you get a a placeholder website. But um, ultimately, even if you have just one book and no blog, you can still use that placeholder website. That placeholder is fine, you just grow that homepage. You don't need lots of pages to have a successful website. One homepage and then one page specifically for your book can potentially be all you need.
1: One thing I don't see as much as I did, Thomas, and, and I'd love you to comment on this as well, but I'll mention it anyway. And that is, I used to see a lot of author websites where they'd have four writers. And they'd have all this information for writing on the craft and this kind of thing. They weren't necessarily teaching it. They didn't have classes. They just, it was a section for writers. And it was kind of a trend for a while. Honestly, there's a very, very small percentage of your readers who are going to be writers. And you're dividing the message. If you say, hey, this is for writing. And oh, by the way, I'm an author. It just confuses people. So if you have that on your side, I would suggest... Removing that, or if you really want to get into teaching, you're probably going to do it somewhere else. As a general rule
0: of thumb, don't add a for writer section until your readers are asking you for it. <laughs> so if your readers are starting to be like, "Please teach me about your writing," then add it. But don't add it until you've actually been asked by an actual reader. Because um, there can be there's good money in teaching writing, uh, but it's not going to help you sell books. And so if the goal of your website is to increase book sales, teaching writing doesn't help. There's this belief in America that those who can't do teach. So the fact that you teach something actually can undermine your credibility. It's like, oh, this person must not be a very good novelist because they have to teach writing instead of actually making money from writing their books themselves. It's kind of a belief that people have. It's not, not necessarily everyone has that belief, and it's not necessarily true, but it's not going to help you sell books like you might think. So the ideal... Uh, website, if you know, kind of a generic author website would be a combination of the brochure and the blog, where or, or the bookstore and the blog, where you have your most recent book on its own row, kind of just talking about your book, and then perhaps your blog posts down below that. But again, the right website for you and the right homepage for you specifically depends on who you are. How often are you blogging? What are people looking for? If they're just looking for, to buy your book. Just sell your book. You don't have to have all those (laughs) bells and whistles. Be very easy to find on Google and just keep it simple and you can focus your energies someplace else.
1: The sponsor of this episode of Novel Marketing is My Book Table. Now, Thomas, if people want to go crazy and buy the professional version, is there any discount for our listeners?
0: That's right. We're offering a 10% off discount with the coupon code Novel Marketing. Grab this now. We're actually going to be discontinuing this particular coupon code uh, soon. We'll have an exciting announcement related to that um, coming up. But... uh, it's right now, if you want to, without paying any other additional money, still get ten dollars or sorry, ten percent off uh, my book table. Uh, use the coupon code novel marketing, all one word. And my book table is specifically crafted to help you make your website as effective and profitable for you as possible. And again, please go to novelmarketing.com and let us know in our listener survey what you think of the show. Um, this is our last time to ask for it. <laughs> so please <laughs> fill out the survey. We really want to hear from you.
1: You've been listening to the Novel Marketing Podcast with Thomas Umstead Jr. and James L. Rubart, giving you novel marketing ideas on how to promote yourself and your writing online, offline, and everywhere in between. Thanks
0: for listening.